0: They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. It's October 25th, 1929, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria,
1: Rebecca, and Ali. The Retrospectors. Now, it's certainly hard to imagine greed and corruption forming any part of American politics these days. But it was on this day that a former US cabinet official was fined $100,000 and sent to jail for a year for a felony committed while in office. The senator was Albert Fall, former Secretary of the Interior, and the whole grubby affair was known rather charmingly as the Teapot Dome Scandal.
2: The Teapot Dome, although it sounds charming, it's actually quite pedestrian, it was an oil field in Wyoming and it was one of three oil fields which had been designated for use by the US Navy as a fuel reserve, you know, in case of emergency.
0: Yes, and the president, Warren G. Harding, had just transferred the supervision of this oil reserve across from the Navy to the Department of the Interior. All sounds very bureaucratic, but it actually opened the door for Albert Fall to engage in this bit of corruption that ultimately led to his undoing
1: it labeled him to offer private companies the chance to drill for oil on state land without competitive bidding so he went to his mates and said you need oil i know some oil you can have but also i i do like cash that's basically what happened (laughs) president harding had run on oil money like he'd got to the white house by taking the donations of oil companies he knew who'd paid for his campaign He knew that the guy that he'd appointed to be his interior minister, yes, was a senator and a lawyer, but also a rancher and a miner. It was pretty clear that he was going to start selling this land as soon as he was appointed.
2: And it's easy to see how Senator Fall may have felt empowered to start doing some... corrupt stuff behind the scenes because warren g harding's administration was renowned for its corruption not so much at the time he actually died in office Mm. two years into his term he died of a heart attack and he was pretty popular he'd won a landslide election because he'd promised i don't know if you've ever heard the quote return to normalcy it was
1: warren g's second album (laughs) (laughs)
2: that was his campaign slogan because in 1921 when he was elected you just had world war one and you just had the spanish flu pandemic and his thing was everything back to normal everyone was so Mm. relieved that things were getting back to normal that nobody really paid a lot of attention Mm. and most of this stuff never came out till after his death but behind the scenes it was very clubby it was very glad handy he had this group of friends called the ohio gang who were mostly people that he'd befriended when he was an ohio state politician and he kind of just brought them to washington with him and they had this residence called the Little Greenhouse on K Street (laughs) where all of his friends would just get together. They were, you know, politicians and businessmen and they just make these corrupt deals. Play poker,
1: have a whiskey... and sell hundreds of millions of dollars of oil from the state purse. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, but he had been really eulogized, apparently, as, inverted commas, an ideal American. And even up to his death, he was still regarded this way. And it was only later, as this scandal started to come out, that people began to revise their view of him. And he's now regarded as one of the worst presidents of US history.
2: And so we were talking about how what Albert Fall did was he sold off the rights to drill on this land to private companies without competitive bidding, but that actually wasn't illegal. So the whole reason that this came to be investigated was that an irate business rival of one of the oilmen who'd got this lease complained to his senator about this secretive deal. And so the senator, a man called John Kendrick, started pushing for an inquiry into it. And so it transpired that what he'd done wasn't illegal. There actually was no law saying that these contracts had to be put out to tender. The actual crime was just massive, massive amounts of barely disguised bribery <laughs> it was money but it was also things you mentioned that four was a rancher the bribes he'd received from oil men included six heifers four pigs two boars and a bull which sounds like a nursery rhyme <laughs> about corruption <laughs>
0: It always seems so pathetic, the stuff that gets handed over in bribes as well, like a few bulls and a few pigs. I know that it all added up to hundreds of thousands of dollars, which then would have been millions in today's money. But, you know, it still seems so mucky that you'd, you'd think that it would have been like, I don't know, barrels of oil or, or you know, <laughs> gold ingots or something like that. But it was
1: bags of cash as well. We should talk about Well, there cash. was that. Yeah. So <laughs> one of the cash bungs from an oil man called Edward Doheny was a $100,000 interest-free loan, in inverted commas, Wink. that was <laughs> delivered in person by his son, Ned Doheny to the senator in five $20,000 stacks in a black parcel bag, <laughs> um, which they just tried to disguise... By it being his son, and also he brought a mate along. He brought along this guy called Hugh Plunkett. Remember that name for later. But they just handed over a big bag of
2: cash. That's how I get all of my completely over-the-board <laughs> yeah.
1: And
0: the bribes that he was given for the teapot dome lease were equally Overtly suspicious, two hundred thousand dollars worth of Liberty bonds were given to his family, <laughs> and fall directly. So you know, it, it, there were as well as the heifers. You're right. There was just this straight up cash being dumped on his
1: the front door. cash. Yeah. <laughs> that was his third album, and also the build up to Fall going to prison, which is the date that we're commemorating, was long. So the Wall Street Journal Mm. first broke the story that Fall was giving oil deals to his mates on April the 14th, 1922. The next day, the Senate investigation was open. So this was seven years later. Mm. You know, by this point, as, as Rebecca said, the president was dead, but a different administration in there. And it took them seven years to actually get him behind bars. He ended up serving nine months in jail before being released due to failing health and died in 1944.
2: And there must have been some kind of discrepancy in the legal representation they secured, because Albert Fall was found guilty of accepting bribes from Edward Dahini. <laughs> yeah. Dahini was found not guilty of offering Fall bribes because it was
1: alone. It was alone. We said it was alone. <laughs> yeah. That was the defence. But it did turn tragic. I told you to remember the name Hugh Plunkett. Hugh Plunkett, Edward Dahini's son's friend, then shot Edward Dahini's son and himself dead. Because he was worried about the repercussions because they delivered the cash. So... Long-term, Dahini didn't play this as well as he might have liked.
0: And there's some (laughs) theories that it also contributed to President Harding's death, that it took this real severe toll on his health. And gradually, over the couple of years that he was in office, he became increasingly disillusioned and exhausted. But he died before the full extent of all of this wrongdoing was determined.
2: Can I just add one more thing on the absolute audacity of Edward (laughs) Dahini? When Fall was in prison... Doheny's company foreclosed on his ranch over unpaid loans. (laughs) Guess which unpaid loan it turned out to be. Well,
1: well. He had chutzpah, (laughs) didn't he? And actually the oil baron uh, Playview, played by Daniel Day-Lewis in There Will Be Blood, is a composite of all these various corrupt oilmen from the early 20th century. But I did find it entertaining that the mansion that Playview lives in was played by Doheny's actual mansion. Oh, nice. So if you watch, <laughs> there will be blood. That's, they're walking <laughs> oh, that's through strange. the corridors where his son was killed. It's just a little detail that adds some authenticity to the movie that is not made explicit, which I thought was pretty cool. Great movie, by the way. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I worked pretty hard <laughs> yeah. on it. One, one of well your done. best.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Edward Doheny's house.
1: Um. <laughs> I mean, it is still the case, isn't it, that big money controls who has the finances to get to the white house they've never i was gonna say they've never amended that but i don't think there's any interest in amending that is there like that's how america works Mm. no i mean if anything it's been baked increasingly
0: into the system where your donors get you into office and then you give them kickbacks as you go on and not only that but you're expected as a congressperson to be making just hundreds and hundreds of calls throughout the time that you are in elected office to keep the money flowing
2: And in terms of the legacy, it might not be obvious how relevant the Teapot Dome scandal is to us now, but... The thing that I find really interesting about it is that until Watergate in the 1970s, this was the go-to phrase to express Mm. government corruption, political scandal in US history. At the time that this all came out, one of Fall's peers in the Senate, the North Dakota Senator, Gerald Nye, called it the slimiest of slimy trails beaten by privilege. And that was the role it held in kind of US culture. It was this ultimate, you only had to say teapot dome and people knew the kind of thing you were talking about. It's just a
0: really rubbish suffix though, so you couldn't say the water. To
1: teapot Dome. Yeah, I mean, we did <laughs> Saxgate, didn't we, last week? Yeah, <laughs> couldn't have Sax Dome. Doesn't feel right. Nah, Sax. <laughs> Tomorrow.
2: And ordinarily, if the question was who came up with the baseline, I'd be inclined to go with the bassist. However,
1: love the show. Support the show. Patreon.com/slash Retrospectors. Part of the acas Creator Network.